Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle, and we've got another great week of baseball talk coming at you. It's been a fun, exciting week across all levels of baseball. We're going to cover a little bit of everything today, some college, some MLB. We're going to get into it. Trey, we, uh, we've ended the last couple of episodes on a little bit of a sad note, talking about the possibility of the Flying Squirrels leaving Richmond. Last week, we talked about the Oakland A's leaving Oakland. We're not going to do that this week. We're going to get the heavy stuff out of the way at the front, but we'll get to that in a second. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Always fun to see your beautiful face. Um, so I'm uh, I'm excited. Good, good. Excitement is good. That's what we like. Um, for the uh, the series, I mean, the Yankees suck, so that's not great. But other yeah, than that... the, you know, it's still early. It might be time to panic, but it, I mean, then again, it's still kind of early. It's still like five more months of the season, so I wouldn't worry too much about it yet. They're uh, they do have a lot of injuries, and it's it's getting kind of worrisome. Yeah, I saw a stat today that their payroll was at, their injured payroll is like one hundred fourteen million. <laughs> And that's more than 10 teams. That's never good. That's not what you like, want. And to be clear, that's 10 teams actual payroll. And that's yeah. the amount of, they're paying. Like Harrison Bader came back for his first game last night and then got taken out of the game for a collision. Like, come on. Yeah. That's that's not um, that's not good. The Braves have had a lot of injuries already this year, also. But some, you know, Max Fried got injured, I think, on opening day. He's back. Michael Harris got injured early in the season. He's back. Um, Ronald Acuna got hit in the shoulder by a pitch against the Marlins the other day, and you know, the Marlins just have a history of hitting Acuna with pitches. He left the game, but he ended up coming back the next day, and then today, actually, to, he got he fouled off a pitch and it hit him like either in his upper leg or the knee or right above the knee. And he left the game after that in the sixth inning of uh, Thursday night's game. So hopefully that's not too serious. Hopefully he'll be back in the lineup uh, tomorrow and that one's not going to be too bad of an injury, but I worry about him because he's off to a tear already this season. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. And I just hope that he is able to stay healthy because when he's healthy, he's one of the best in the game. Um, But like we said, we have some, we have one serious topic talk about today and that's in the college baseball world there was some big news this week that the Alabama baseball coach was fired Brad Bohannon was fired Thursday during an investigation into suspicious betting on the Crimson Tide baseball team Um, this all took place last weekend when they were playing against LSU and there were some suspicious bets is what they're saying in Ohio, and uh, looking into this, it looks like someone was betting on LSU to beat Alabama, and they're now saying that that person who was placing those bets was in contact with the coach, Brad Bohannon, at the time. So he's linked to this this betting situation, and it's just not a good look all around, so Alabama fired him. And this is a big deal because this is 
something that a lot of people are worried about with the rise of legal betting and sports books. And now you have sports books, you know, in the stadiums of a lot of teams in the arenas uh, for basketball and hockey. And this is something that a lot of people have been worried about. And you see it in the NFL. You see a couple of players get suspended uh, for betting on games or, you know, betting even not on NFL games, but betting on other sports while they're at their team facility. That's not allowed. So now we're seeing a coach in college baseball fired for uh, for betting issues. So it's, it's a really big deal. And it's the first time I've seen uh, something like this happen in college sports. Yeah, we saw this in the UFC with a, a coach basically say, like telling people, hey, hey, his fighters hurt, like bet the other guy. And, you know, he is basically some of his fighters. One is a current UFC champion had to like switch teams because the UFC was like, we will not book these guys fighters anymore. So we've seen this before. I mean, this is, you know, something probably we really haven't seen in baseball. Um, you know, this isn't again, like a player, like it's clear in the reporting, the players weren't involved. It was just the coach. Like basically the guy at the center of it on the betting side has basically been caught on the phone with the head, the former baseball coach at the time when everything happened and a large amount of bets, which is the, basically the one way to know something's up is a lot of money comes in on one side at a weird time, which basically is what happened here that sports books are smart enough to know that something's up. Um, so I think you know i believe in legalized sports betting i participate in legalized sports betting i think someone brought up a good point that probably this gets caught a lot easier with legalized sports betting than if it wasn't it was more under the table so uh yeah it's good this got out in the open so quick because the game was last what friday and it's basically already been resolved whereas if this was something that might was under the table we probably could have gone months on end before something was caught out yeah it was friday night's game uh alabama against lsu and basically here's what happened uh alabama's starting pitcher their ace luke holman was scratched before the game they said he had back tightness so uh, he was supposed to start the game then he got scratched and they replaced him with a sophomore pitcher hagan banks who apparently hadn't started a game since march 16th and then lsu went on to win the game so you know someone got some information from the coach and made some bets on LSU to win the game that's what it looks like anyway um i, I guess that's what they're finding if they you know they decided they had to fire the coach so um i guess the good thing is no athletes were involved you know it's still not a good situation obviously it sucks for them that their coach is now fired um it's it's not a good situation at all but it, the good thing is that no student athletes were involved because if, if they were getting involved that would be a much bigger issue yeah that would be we'd never seen that for ever you know uh with someone like that like students involved in this i know a virginia tech football player got suspended for i think it was like the first four games because he bet on the nba and he didn't know that he wasn't allowed to um, but that's like the only kind of thing I've seen about it. So, uh, yeah, this is, uh, I'm glad it kind of got resolved quickly. Uh, it's, a you know, a weird story, I'd say at, at the end of the day. Um, I'm not shocked it hasn't happened already. It probably has happened already. 
but now that everything's kind of out in the open, it's easier to get caught. Yeah, definitely. It's it's crazy how restricted, you know, this stuff is for especially people the college involved. level. Yeah, especially like in and, Virginia, you can't bet on Virginia schools. Like right, like I can't go and bet Virginia Tech to win a baseball game, but I can bet. Which at the end of the day, which I think is a dumb rule, but this is kind of when a legislator says why we don't do it, it's it's because of this. Notice none of the bets were in Alabama. Right. I think that's because there's not it's not legal in Alabama yet, but you I I would assume you can't bet on if that became legal, bet on Alabama schools. But Yeah. But yeah, people people you know, athletes, college and professional, anyone involved with the team is not allowed to bet at a team facility. Um, you know, I think I think things have changed since sports betting has become legal in more states. But I remember, you know, pre pandemic times, this is a while ago. Um, 2019, 2020, I was living in DC and I had a part-time job working at the Capitals arena. I was basically an usher during Capitals games. And since I was technically a Capitals employee, I was not allowed to bet on NHL or NBA games as a Capitals employee, even though all I was doing was, I didn't know you had this job. Yeah. That was when I lived in DC because I was, I was working part-time for the radio and part-time for the Capitals. You never told me that. <laughs> you know, we we like took a long hiatus from the podcast during that time, so um, we that didn't talk true. as much then. But yeah, I it was I would just go to games, and I was um, I was like a usher for the for the clubs at Capital One Arena. So basically, people would come down to the club level, they would show us their tickets, and I would give them a wristband so that they could get in. It was. A really easy job, and all the clubs closed before the third period. So then I got to just stand somewhere and watch the end of the game. Learn something new every day. It was a good time. But yeah, I, I wasn't allowed to participate in any sports betting because I was technically a, a Capitals employee. So it's crazy. that I mean, that stuff is really restricted for people involved with the team. So you just can't be, can't be around it if you're involved with any kind of uh, college or professional athletics team. Um, kind of on the topic, uh, not really sports betting, but you know the all the money coming into sports. I saw that the Virginia High School League is going to start allowing name, in, name, image, and likeness deals for high school athletes. That is wild. We talked about that on the fast lane today. That is wild. Yeah, so uh, I think that's cool. Um, I think it's going to help kids, uh, you know, find a college home. We'll put it that way. Um, but yeah, I think this is cool. You've seen some states already do this. California kind of is the biggest one that has it on the high school ranks. So, uh, I think it's cool to see. It makes sense. You know, if, if someone wants to sponsor them, let them go for it. And, you know, I, I'm sure it's going to be helpful for a lot of kids who, you know, in high school, sometimes you got to choose between, you know, playing a sport or taking up, you know, doing a part-time job while you're in school. So if you can knock out two birds with one stone as a high school student, props to you. Good for you. Do it. Um, so that, that's just wild to me, but it's good. I mean, it's good for the for the students. Uh, switching over to Major League Baseball now. We are in May. It is Trey and I's birth month, so that's exciting. Um, but it is also, that means we have made it through a whole month of the League Baseball regular season. So we're going to take a look back at what happened during the month of April and the players of the month. MLB released the players of the month 
earlier this week. I was happy with it. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. was the NL Player of the Month. It surprised me a little bit. I thought it would be someone else with the Braves. Um, and Matt Chapman of the Toronto Blue Jays was the AL Player of the Month. So two very good months from those guys. Ronald Acuna Jr., he hit 352 during the month of April with a 440 on base percentage, 546 slugging percentage, stole 13 bases, had 13 multi-hit games, which led the league in the month. Matt Chapman led all hitters in on-base plus slugging. He hit 372 in the month of April with five home runs and 20 RBIs. So really good months from those guys. What do you think of the uh, the winners of the player of the month? You you forgot to mention the pitchers of the month. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that. We'll... Okay. Yeah, I I think that was deserving. Um, I I know we're gonna name ours in a moment. Mine, I agree with one of them. Let's just put it that way. Um, but yeah, I I I think both both deserving. I might have picked someone on the race because they were that good. Randy Rosarena or or even Wander Franco. Yeah, uh, Randy Rosarena has had a really good start. Yandy Diaz has had a really hot start to the season. I was looking at that earlier. I thought that um that either of them deserved consideration for Player of the Month. But Matt Chapman, I didn't realize how good of a start he was having. And I like to see that because he was a really good player when he was with the A's and he ended up getting traded to the Blue Jays. It was you know, probably a sad situation for A's fans. I'm sure they would have loved to lock him up to a long-term deal, but it's good to see him still having a, a really good career in Toronto. And he's, you know, he's one of the best third basemen in the league. So I think he's just continuing to prove that this year. And I hope to see him continue to have success throughout the year because I do like him. I like watching him play. So, um, yeah, I am surprised at how hot of a start Matt Chapman has had, but I hope he keeps it up because he is he's a fun player to watch. Yeah, uh, shout, shout out to Matt Chapman. Uh, I mean, Toronto's look good this year. I mean, the East is looking really good, even with the Yankees who are hovering around 500 and are in last place, which just shows how good the division is so far. Pitchers of the month, Trey's going to be happy with the American League winner here. That is Garrett Cole. He led the majors with 40 and two-thirds innings pitched. He only allowed five runs during the month of April. He won five of his six starts. He had a fantastic month, a great start to the season. And Clayton Kershaw, the National League Pitcher of the Month, it's the seventh time in his career that he's won this award a 1.89 ERA during the month and held opponents to just a 174 batting average. So really solid months from those guys. Garrett Cole, he's, how old is he now? He's what, 33, 32, 33? 32, good job, Matt. So he's 32, so he's not too old yet. He's still got a lot of career left. Clayton Kershaw, though, he's a little older, and he's one of those guys that, you know, he's he's kind of in the same generation as Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer. So to see him come out and start this hot to a season and win pitcher of the month for the month of April, that's really cool to see because I've always liked Clayton Kershaw. Um, you know, he, he kind of fell off a little bit for the the latter half of last decade. Um, still a solid, reliable guy, but not, you know, the Cy Young winner that he was earlier in his career. So to see him come out and start the way he has this year, I really like to see that. But Garrett Cole, another great start to the season. Here, here's the Garrett Cole stat for you and showing why he's, He's probably the clear favorite to win the Cy Young. The Yankees are seven and zero in games Garrett Cole starts this season, and nine and fifteen when they don't, when he doesn't. 
if well, that's not a Shohei Otani stat, I don't know what is. <laughs> that is, um, yeah, that that shows how important he has been to the Yankees this season. So, uh, you know, I, I thought this was kind of a simple player of the month, um, pitcher of the month kind of deal. My player's Acuna, and my pitcher's Garrett Cole. Okay. Um, Acuna's looked amazing this month. Probably the favorite for an NL MVP at this point. And 5-0, and 44 strikeouts, a 1.1 ERA, and a 1.69 batting average. That's insane. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. That is I mean, great. That, that's the pitcher that they paid all that money for. Yeah, and he's healthy. And he was supposed to have an ace with him in Carlos Rendon. And the Yankees have been battling injuries. So he's kept the Yankees afloat, realistically, where he's had to go. He's really had to go 7-0 and in his starts. Because if even if you, like, the Yankees would be even in even deeper, you know what, if, if yeah. they didn't have Garrett Cole. Yeah, he's been really important to them so far this year. Um, I, the only thing I would change, and... I'm just saying this for the sake of saying it because Ronald Acuna has had a fantastic start to this season and I've loved watching it, but Sean Murphy has been amazing for the Braves this year. I remember when they traded William Contreras and got Sean Murphy in return. And I was just questioning that decision because Contreras was younger. I didn't see much difference between them. Contreras is a very good catcher, a good hitter. And I just didn't understand what the rationale was there for bringing in an older catcher. But Sean Murphy has had a phenomenal start this year. He batted 274 in the month of April with a 418 on base percentage, 616 slugging percentage, six home runs, 16 RBIs. He has come up in several clutch moments for the Braves. He has been a huge part of the start that they've gotten off to, which includes a best record in the National League. So I have been really, really impressed with Sean Murphy's start to the season. He's the only player that I would consider putting above Ronald Acuna for NL Player of the Month for April. Um, I have just loved watching the way that he's played so far this year, and I hope that he keeps it up. But I will say, we know how much I love Ronald Acuna Jr. We, it's well-established fact on this podcast. He has had a phenomenal start as well this season. And currently, as of right now, he is third in the major leagues in batting average. He leads the major leagues in hits, total bases, runs, stolen bases. He is fifth in OPS, and he's second in overall offensive wins above replacement behind only Matt Chapman. So it is great as a Braves fan, as a Ronald Acuna fan, to see him leading the league in all those categories. Uh, the power isn't quite there. He's hitting like six home runs, I think, so far this year. So it, he's starting to hit him more frequently now. I like seeing that. But the fact that he's hitting 352, that is insane. I love to see that. He's just putting together a really solid year so far. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I do worry because, you know, right before we started recording tonight, he fouled a pitch off of his leg and had to leave the game. So I hope that that doesn't end up being a serious injury. But Man, what a hot start he's gotten off to. And it's really good to see because, we, I mean, 2021, when he went down with that ACL injury right before the All-Star break, that was devastating. Last year, he came back. He he was healthy, but he wasn't fully there, and he didn't really put together the kind of season we expect from him. 
And now this year, he's playing the way we expect to see him play. I just hope he can keep it up all season long because it has been really fun as a Braves fan. Yeah, this appears to be maybe an MVP season for him, the way he's playing right now. Uh, we should mention Bryce Harper just is officially back. Uh, that That's cool to see. Dude is was busting his butt to basically um, get, you know, get back on the field. Also, interesting to see, and we don't, I, I, you know, you maybe don't want to talk on this yet. Only, uh, you, you touched on the Oakland A's. We've touched on this. Uh, they still officially can't buy their pack the land in Las Vegas yet. It is dependent on a five hundred million dollar tax package that needs to be passed in the Nevada legislature, and there's only thirty four days um left. And it, the story is quoted as saying, "If something was going to happen." really should have been placed last week. So uh, it might not happen. And if you're Oakland, do you really want him back at this point? Could the A's <laughs> yeah, it's be gonna be, out of home? It's going to be soon. very awkward. It's going to be interesting. That is something to watch. Yeah, that'd be, it would just be really awkward if they ended up not being able to go to Las Vegas and they had to come crawling back to Oakland. I don't know how the, I don't know how the fans would feel about that. Or the city. That would be something. Um, so, like we said, we are uh, just over a month through the season. We're going to take a look at the standings as of right now. The playoff picture. Uh, in the National League, the Braves have a National League best record of 22-10. and 10. They lead the NL East. The Pirates are in first place the in Pirates? the NL Central. I don't Central. know if we talked about the Pirates enough. The Pirates had are 20 and 12 like how about that that is amazing i love to see you know the pirates are one of those teams they're a classic national league baseball team you know they've been around forever since the start ballpark but yeah arguably the best ballpark in major league baseball baseball is good when the pirates are good so i like seeing teams like the pirates winning ball games so that is really cool to see them in first place you got the Dodgers in first place in the NL West, and then your three wildcard teams are the Brewers, the Diamondbacks, and the Padres. No Phillies, no Mets, um, no Giants. That was a team no that Cardinals. I threw out there. The no Cardinals. Cardinals. Are Ten and twenty-two. This is the I sent you this stat. This is the first time in the history of baseball that the Cardinals and Yankees are in last place. That is crazy. In the history in the first month of the season. That was crazy to me. But, I mean, you think about it, the two really successful teams throughout their histories, like, yeah, when else? I mean, yeah, it's it's just... And just to put it in perspective, the Cardinals and the New York Highlanders were both in last place on May 1st, 1912. So that wow. was the team before the Yankees. Wow. That is a crazy stat. That's over 100. That's almost... Uh, that's 111 years ago. That's that's wild. Uh, another interesting stat featuring the Cardinals this week. They played the Angels this week in a series, and it's the first time that the Cardinals and the Angels ever played without Albert Pujols in either lineup. I saw that. I I almost sent that to you. Because interleague play didn't really start becoming a thing until you know last decade when Albert Pujols was in the league on the Cardinals, and then of course he went to the Angels and then back to the Cardinals. So yeah, thought that was pretty interesting. So that's the National League playoff picture.
going over to the American League now, you got the Tampa Bay Rays with the best record in all of baseball, 26 and 6. They lead the AL East. Texas Rangers, how about the Rangers? They're in first place in the AL West, not really what we expected there. You got the Minnesota Twins leading the AL Central. And then wild card teams in the American League, you got the Orioles, the Blue Jays, and the Red Sox. The Angels and Red Sox are tied at 18 and 14 right now. So interesting picture there. The Angels kind of in the mix right now. I'm surprised to see the uh, Rangers leading the American League West. I thought that would either be the Astros or the Mariners. The Mariners off to a little bit of a disappointing start to the season. And then Trey, the Yankees, not in the playoff picture right now. They're the first team out of the wild card. But yeah, they're 17 and 15. So again, showing how good the American like. The Orioles have the third best, or yes, the third best overall record in baseball and are second in their division. It's crazy that if the season ended today, four American League East teams would make the playoffs and the Yankees wouldn't be one of them. Yeah, and the Yankees are 17 and 15. Simply, they need to get healthy. Yeah. Um, I mean, this roster was flawed coming into the year, and I'm probably was on more of the naive side of the fan base. Um, but there are holes in this roster. It's showing their depth in the bullpen is not there like they need it. They're appearing to be not good offensively outside of Aaron Judge, which was an issue after the All-Star break last year. And that is resulting again in, you know, a 17-15 and 15 start. They They don't have offense, and they don't have a bullpen that's performing like they have in the past. So we'll see. I think the Yankees need to make some moves. They're still above 500. It's still very early in the season. Like you said, they got a lot of injuries they're dealing with. I think they make it back into the playoff picture. One weekend, they're back in the playoff picture. That means it's going to knock out, you know, one of those, either the Orioles, the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, or the Angels. And the Blue Jays and the the Reds are playing each other this week. Yeah. Theoretically speaking, that that would help the Yankees. Yeah, it should. It should. All right. Of the two teams, the two surprise division leaders right now, the Rangers and the Pirates, which one of those teams do you think has the best chance of finishing the season in first place? The Rangers have a better roster. I have to say the Rangers. I really want to say the Pirates. Like, here's the thing. <laughs> the Rangers play in the tougher division, right? Yeah, definitely. So I'm going to say the Pirates because of the Astros and the Angels are in the same division as the Rangers. See, I I, I, I really want to say the Pirates because it would be so cool to see them come out of nowhere and win that division. But the Rangers with, you know, Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon and Jacob deGrom, granted, two of those players are injured right now. But they yeah. they've got a good roster. I would I it's close. I it's it. close. But like you see it how I see it, right? Like the yeah. Pirates probably are in the weaker division. Oh yeah, definitely. But the Rangers have the better roster. Like that's that's kind of how you have to think there. So like I'd rather bet on Houston winning their division compared to the Brewers, Cubs, Reds, or Cardinals. Yeah. That's kind of how I'm thinking it. Well the Cardinals turn it around. That's I mean, but I think both They're of us 10 had and 22. Them, both of us had them winning the division in the preseason. They're already 10 games out of first. Yeah, that's bad. 
So the only other teams that are double digits out of first place of their division are the Royals, the A's, and that's it. It's been some surprises early on this season, that is for sure. That is the biggest disappointment by far. That will do it for this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. If you enjoyed the barking, that was Hokey, my dog. If you did hear it, uh, you can follow us. Give us your thoughts on the season so far. Who's your players of the month? At Matkins News, at Trey Lyle VT. We're also on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg Facebook page, if I remember to share it on there, as well as at Foul Ball Area Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you leave us a five-star review. Thank you so much again for listening to this Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out. Thank you.